the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Timu Kahona. It's Aloha Friday, ladies and gentlemen. No work till Monday. And because of COVID, I've officially called it a half work day. Day drinking starts at noon. Eh, you can partake. Water's good as anything else. But that's the mentality around Wall Street right now, and that's the mentality that I have for sure. Um, these are interesting times that we live in, to say the least, and I think we're all doing a pretty good job. Some of us more so than others. Let's take the Wall Street. Come on. Come on, Wall Street. You're leading by example that when things get tough, you could still do your job. There was chitter-chatter yesterday, chitty-tatty, chitty-tatter, chitter-chatter, about possible stimulus deal. What a crazy week. I'm sorry. Didn't I say that last Friday? But we started the week with, we're going to get stimulus done. We're excited. And then stimulus was walked away from, and then they tried to say, well, maybe we could get you know some of it done for the airlines, some of it done for small businesses, and Pelosi shut that down. Trump wants to sign $1,200 checks. That's all he wants. And the bickering back and forth, the bickering back and forth, and the bickering back, and now they're talking stimulus again going into the weekend. Um, the Senate, though, keep in mind, Said if it's over five hundred million dollars, it was over five hundred million dollars. I'm not doing it, Mitch McConnell. Um, he sounds a little bit like Deputy Dog. I figured it out from the cartoon series. I know you're saying cartoon series, like I think it was nineteen sixties cartoon or something. I lived overseas, so I, I didn't have access to real time American television. Anyhow, um, a lot of noise in the cha- chamber today. And anytime you hear a lot of noise, there's a lot of echoing. I, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to, you know, plant a flag in the ground and say this is the day that we get stimulus. I still think stimulus happens before Christmas, very likely before Thanksgiving, uh, most likely before think, uh, Thanksgiving for sure. That's you know that's that's the area that I'm sticking with. Now, there could be a divided Congress. I don't know how we get the electorals to where we want them to. I don't know how we get the senators the right levels, but there'll be stimulus. Um, Donald Trump had a phone call yesterday with Sean Hannity. and He couldn't get his throat clear. He couldn't get his throat clear. He has had COVID at the beginning of the week. Um, I would say that is a, how shall we say, a symptom. So the world's still dealing with COVID. It's the primary thing back on the front burner of the election. Election should be over in three or four weeks. Should be is the thought out there. Peloton has joined a list of stocks that have started another move of higher as we've started to figure out, it. well, if movie theaters, if Disney's going to release movies straight to Disney+, Plus, and if they're going to push the bigger ones back into 2021, 2022, the Batman, 
is pushed back a whole year. Um, the entertain yourself, exercise yourself. Um, you don't need to go somewhere for either of those events. Those plays are still working on Wall Street right now. Very, very well. A little bit of a calamity is happening, and this is missed upon by many. Majority of older workers could end up poor in retirement because of the economic fallout from the pandemic. 61% of workers 55 and over may retire in poverty when they reach 65. 61% of our people who are 55 years old could be in poverty when they hit 65. Uh, that's up from 56% of no recession occurred this year. Recessions tend to break the back of people who are on the bubble of almost not going to make it, but they're making it now. And what they had going for them was jobs, a little bit of emergency money, and health. And a lot of that tends to break apart um, when there's a recession. We don't talk about that enough. I sent an email to a friend yesterday who I guess I dated 15 years ago. And um, I, I coded it with a lot of, sorry, I have to say this. Sorry, I have to say this, but I don't know you anymore. Therefore, I have to assume that, sorry, I have to say this. That went on for a bit. So I gave her a model portfolio of what I would do, because she asked if need, she needed help for her IRA, which last year she does photography, and she saves everything that she did on the side. Um, she put into a retirement account, which is genius. But now she doesn't know what to do with it. And I know she's got a fiancé slash husband. I don't know. There's something going on there. We're Facebook friends. We're not, we don't hate each other. Um, but so she said, what should I do with this money? And I'm like, how much is it? And she didn't give me an answer. So she's a little bit like there's a little, but it sounds like at least $2,000 because if she had side gigs, gigs typically $150, $200 for a photo shoot, I think. Um, and I said, I don't really know if you have any money with your fiancé. Inheritance, college kid plans, health issues, other assets, liabilities, mortgages. Um, giving people financial advice, we should really get to know each other. So I sent her something simple and growthy. I said, this is something I would send to my sister as she's a teacher. And her retirement plan is, it's okay being a teacher. But they miss out on things like Social Security because they get a pension. Um so she, my sister's actually in a decent spot because she's got a smart brother, ex-girlfriend, not so much. And I said, I assume you've got nothing saved for retirement. If I'm wrong, let me know. And if you're wealthier than I think, I could add some income and some bonds into your portfolio. I said, remember, Social Security is going to pay you $18,000 a year, and you get more the longer you wait to take it. So if she can continue to be a photographer, which sounds like you can until you're 60, 65, 70, that's when you take your Social Security because that's when it goes from an $18,000 a year to $25,000, $30,000. Because you wait to take it, you get a reward of 8% a year more, which is kind of like the idea of an 8% investment return. Not bad. Um, I said, this is a super easy thing that I'm sending you. Um if you have any questions, I'll help. I can send you some more documents on basic things that you need to know about, like life insurance. Um, if you have a mortgage, a little bit of life insurance now makes sense. But she should do it on a term because she's probably 40-ish. Um, so she probably won't need life insurance at 60, whereas she dies, then her daughter is you know, 35, 40 years old. Um, <clears throat> you get the idea, right? I think you do. So I said, don't be shy. 
I think that is super important that you tell people again and again and again, don't be shy with financial questions. I said a great app that does savings nicely is Acorns. I've been using it for the last year and I've saved well over $10,000 um, just by rounding up my purchases. Um, and then I, you do a syst- uh, systematic um, uh, every Friday if you want to, once a month if you want to, where you're funding it out of a bank account, $100, something small, something that doesn't really bite into your budget. And after a couple of years, you'll be like, whoa. So she would have a second plan on top of her IRA, on top of her social security. And now she might be able to get by where she could retire and enjoy a couple of years of babysitting her daughter's granddaughter kind of thing. So the portfolio that I sent her was very, very simple. I said, start 28% large stocks, go 20% um, dividend stocks, large dividend achievers, um, go some mid cap stocks, some small cap stocks, 20%. Um, 15% uh, split between the two, international 20%, 15% emerging markets, and 2% cash. I went very growthy for her, but you get the idea. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. A reporter at Politico is saying the White House now is completely set on striking a COVID stimulus deal with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. They expect working all next week on getting a deal done. No guarantees it goes anywhere in the Senate. Trump wants it badly. Interesting to note that Mitch McConnell has come out, and he put a very Mitch McConnell twist on it. What do I mean by that? He goes, uh, he thinks the stimulus deal is needed, but it's unlikely one will come before the election. He does kind of sound Southern, doesn't he? ESPN reporter Adam Schefter is tweeting, after a presumptive positive player test, all Jet players and coaches were just sent home. The NFL is having a very, very tough time, and it could unravel if two or three teams unravel. The Tennessee Titans have kind of unraveled with COVID. I'm not much of a sports person, so I don't know a lot of the intimate details. Um, Just my angle on it. You can't have half your team sick for two weeks. It's not going to work that way. Uh, So companies like DraftKings and Penn National, which both have sports books, uh, both are struggling today. One analyst out of MKM said, wake me up when New York City and L.A. open, so says Cinemark. The ongoing underperformance for cinema-driven stocks since the start of COVID-19 reflects the continued uncertainty associated with the theater operator's inability to reopen, Hollywood Studios' unwillingness to launch new content without a critical mass of open theaters. Those two variables, uh-uh. Now, what's interesting is this analyst says, I like IMAX. Oh, wait, he says, no, Cinemark, I'm not going to play with you until New York City and Boston reopen. So he, he said that. He said, I don't really like 
Cinemark until those big cities started opening up. But he says, I like IMAX. And you're like, wait, 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 what's going on here? IMAX is a very Chinese play. There's plenty of IMAX technology in the United States, but there's also a lot in China, and China's got solid movie attendance. Cinemark remains well capitalized and has a very low valuation. AMC has restructured a portion of its debt and added cash. But again, all these companies need movie theaters to be open for him to like even play. IMAX, he's like, I'm willing to say it's 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 good. And he, he refers to it as a favorable view. So is that a buy, sell, or hold? Tough to say, right? So the chitter-chatter on Wall Street is all about stimulus. There was a positive update from Gilead Sciences, which said trial data has shown that remdesivir has shortened recovery by five days and helped reduce mortality rates with COVID-19 patients. Regeneron Pharmaceuticals and Eli Lilly have both been submitting requests to the FDA earlier this week for emergency use authorization on their COVID-19 therapies, the famous one being the one taken by President Trump through Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Advanced Micro Devices is in advanced talks to acquire Xilinx. Wow. You see companies like NVIDIA go after ARM Holdings. And you just see the whole semiconductor world starting to consolidate like fast. I don't want to understate that. When you have like 20 to 30 semiconductor suppliers, you know, there's semiconductors in this microphone. There's semiconductors in light bulbs now. There's semiconductors on your phone. There's semiconductors in your car. Some of these companies have made very good lives for themselves being, you know, the car semiconductor company or the phone semiconductor company. Or the microphone specialty audio semiconductor company. But they're now all starting to fall now. NXP Semiconductor looks attractive to me based on that theory. Revenue guidance, um, they just raised after their quarter. Semiconductors are consolidating. This is a big news story, all things considered. KB Homes is increasing their dividend. Okay, the home builder, I get it. They're making more money. Um, all markets are open, uh, are up, but there's nothing convincing happening today. I would say the NASDAQ is probably the most convincing, being up three-quarters of 1%. The S&P 500 is up four-tenths of 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up just fractions. Oil is doing nothing today. Gold's 2% higher. That's maybe a little bit of a run to hide before the weekend. Do not forget, Monday is Indigenous People Day, also known as it used to be Columbus Day. Hmm. I know some um, Italian Americans who don't see it as Indigenous People Day. That's all I'm willing to say on that. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Something about that accent. I love it. Um, I saw mortgage rates yesterday play with those all-time lows again. Uh, they're lingering near record lows amid the chaos in Washington. Now is a good time to have a mortgage. I got an email earlier this week from a couple that were looking to buy a retirement home, and he's a fan of the show, and she's a fan of her husband, and she reached out to me and said, what do you think? This is our scenario. Uh, we're thinking maybe real estate corrects in the next couple of years. And I'm like, if it does, mortgage rates move higher. Buy what you could afford is my advice. Don't overthink this. 
the mortgage rates are great for the long term. The prices are overbought on the short term. But if you can afford the payment, afford the payment. Way too many people get caught up on this perfection idea of trying to time things. Um, I would rather you buy Nike today than, than look at the price of Nike today. But I, the premise is I want you to own it for 10 years. Buy great companies. Be cool. Anyway, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Roku is doing a lot of stuff right. They're going to see more competition because Google updated their Chromecast finally as a dongle that fits into your HDMI in the back of your TV, very similar to a Roku, and works really well with Google phones and works really well with Google Music and works really well with Google TV and it works really well. So uh, the crumbs that, you know, the Apple enthusiasts, they have their Apple TV, I get it. Google didn't really have a place to go, Google users, so now they do. But Roku's got some momentum. I think I have like six or seven Roku's in the various locations, right? For me, setting up one account, paying for Apple, uh, Google TV through the Roku, it's been ideal. So I, I don't feel like I have a cable box in every room. The dongles are cheap, 10 15 20 bucks, not $10 a month, like Comcast charges you to rent their equipment. I'm okay with it. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. What analyst is raising their price target on Roku? And they do have an interesting new soundbar out that's relatively cheap. It, it, it's a soundbar. It plugs into the HDMI, and you don't have to put a Roku in the other HDMI. It's built into the soundbar. I bet that sells well this year because it's not 500 800 a bazillion dollars. It's like 150 I bet that sells well this year. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Little AJR. told you about them yesterday with a band that I kind of fell in love with two years ago. What's interesting to note about that is this song burned the whole house down. When you watch NBA games, they're playing it almost every time they go to break. Like you kind of like go, yeah, that, that's my that's my band. You get a little personally excited for them, right? Very interesting because this song is structured with trumpets because it's good for a live show. And how do artists make money today? Live shows? Well, they don't today. But they write music with the idea of performing it. I like that. Speaking of performers, let's bring in Tony Mendez. He's from BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, Tony, I want to start with a question that I got on an email this week, and I just kind of addressed it, and I want to see where you go with this. Um, she said, my husband and I respect your opinion. It runs tandem with your financial advice. We're looking to buy a home, but my husband, a second home, a retirement home, a home away from the area. He thinks the housing market is going to take a serious dip. They're looking in Lathrop, Manteca for, uh, for affordability for the size of the home that they want. They're able to put cash down 20 to 30% on a $500,000, $600,000 home. Um, they want to be far enough away from the grandkids one day. I love all of it. But I, I felt 
they're looking for the affordability of Manteca. You're probably not going to see a big housing correction in the more affordable areas as you would in the more expensive areas. So I don't know if it's worth waiting with rates so low. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, good morning. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I like I like working on a scenario like this going backwards. And you start with rates. A lot of people are looking at capturing the lowest rates we've ever seen in the history of mortgages. Um, and so it does give people options to go, do I want to go to Manteca or do I want to go a little bit farther? Um, what range do I want to stay in? Am I able to board a little bit more? But you did hit it right on the nose. The the affordable range is something that we talk about all the time, especially yeah. in the Bay Area, because um, it, you know inventory is tight. Prices keep going up lately. Um, is that going to happen in other areas? And it has, yes. We've seen like places like Eldorado County, which is one of the number one places in the United States that people are looking to buy because it is an affordable area. So I feel much more comfortable about buying something in an affordable area right now because other people will continue looking for affordable houses down the road. Okay. Um, so they should run rate scenarios at this point in time. Or I, I still think people... It's so funny because when I got into this industry 20 years ago, I don't think people cared what the mortgage rate was. They said, I could afford $2,000 a month or I could afford $2,500 or I'm renting for $2,500, therefore I'll buy for $3,000 because I'm getting some tax deductions. To me, it's how much can you afford versus what the rate is. It just so happens rates are probably as good as they're ever going to get, but I keep saying that and they keep going lower, but I can't imagine breaking the 2% area on a 30-year mortgage, but if we do, we're in trouble is my thought. Yeah, you. believe it or not, there are people who are calling us and saying, um, "You know, I'm waiting for rates to go lower." I think really what they're saying is they're waiting to see what happens with the election. Uh, we're all in uncharted territory. Um, I'm not saying these people are being greedy, but you know, you have to remember that over the last several years, people have been getting rates in the threes, which they never thought they would get either. So they're pretty comfortable with the, what they have, and then they had to start looking at the cost of getting a loan. Do you remember the the lender that advertised a? 30 are fixed at 1.99%, and the phone just went off the hook. But it cost too much money to get, so nobody really got it. That's a little bit – that happens in all industries. It's over-promise and under-deliver. Um, but you got the person running their credit. They're a little bit deep into the process, and sometimes they'll yeah, stick. They feel tied in, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. So uh, thanks for answering that. Back to you. Um, do you think rates can get lower? I think they're going to go up and down and bounce off the bottoms. They're really close to the bottoms right now, even though the, the 10-year yield, which is kind of the benchmark behind the 30-year fixed, um, is a little higher than it was. Yep. I think it's right around 0.76 today, yep. I believe. But, yeah, I think they can go down a little bit. But the, 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 mar, the way that the that – these securities are sold, you know, with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, you know, turn these into mortgage-backed securities. And the lowest rate that it could ever go is 2.25%, unless there's something catastrophic happens. And I think we're already experiencing that right now with COVID. So two and a half was really some of the, the lowest that we saw, and they're still available right now in, you know, really good scenarios with good credit score, good equity. So I wouldn't get too greedy. I wouldn't expect it to go in much lower. Okay. Um, with that said, um, the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, has said he's going to keep rates low for two years. That's a very, very long time without movement. He doesn't have to legally stand by that. 
But does that mean mortgages should stay in a lower range for up to two years? Or is there a little bit of break from that? There is going to be some disconnect as we see, you know, the the Fed's plan is to kind of spur inflation, spur jobs. That's their main goal with keeping these rates low. So if we see the markets, other markets, the stock market, um, home prices keep going up, I think we will see inflation turn into higher interest rates. So, but when, how long will that take? Uh, is it going to be a, a vaccine that does it? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Trump or a, uh, you know, um, Biden? You know, it, it, we really don't know. It's because we are all in uncharted territory right now. Okay. Um, I'm speaking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, let's go with the 15-year mortgage, a very popular mortgage for paying off your mortgage early. Less interest is the concept. A little bit of a lower rate. Most people don't live in a home for 30 years. 15 seems more appropriate. So it's it's much maligned at times, but it's also relied on at times. When's, what's your thought on the 15-year at this point? I think it's a great rate. You can get sub, uh, sub 3%, obviously. I think the average right now is about two and a half. Better scenarios can get lower than that. It all depends on your your, your payment threshold. You have to remember a fifteen year payment compared to a thirty year payment is going to be almost um, you know one third higher. But okay. you're going to pay off your loan in fifteen years. So what a lot of lenders have done, especially the one that we use, they came out with what they call a flex loan. So you might look at a fifteen year and go, that just doesn't make sense. I'd rather do a 22-year a loan that fits my schedule and fits my timeline, my budget. So they offer these flex loans now. So that's been very popular as well. But, you know, when it comes to paying off your house early, a lot of people can't commit, you know, to that 15-year payment, so they just get the 30-year fix, and they kind of self-amortize. They make the 15-year payment when they can, yeah. and then they go to the 30 years on the 30-year the payment when they can't. Which is interesting because in my industry, what we say is go with a 30-year. Why put additional risk on your side of the fence by paying off a mortgage early, especially in California where homes tend to burn down these days? Uh, let the bank deal with that loss of uh, principal, not necessarily you, um, and invest the rest. I like the 30-year payment. There was a joke, you know, if there was a 45-year payment, Rob Black would love the 45-year payment. And again, invest the rest because investing beats home returns over periods of time in the United States of upwards of 40 plus years in big cities like New York, Chicago, San Francisco, LA. Um, it's not even a brainer. Uh, it's, in the big cities, you would think real estate would rocket, and they don't compared to investments in stock market. Anyway, yeah, robbing Peter to pay Paul is, is uh, a lot of people do it. A lot of people. Even my family does it. There's, I have a family member who puts more money into their houses than they do. They have no retirement. So be careful about that. And what he does with his houses, he buys them on the beach. Which yeah. tends to be hurricanes on the East Coast that tends to knock those down every few years. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Last question, Tony Mendez, com. Are jumbo loans available again? Because we went through a period, it's tough to write off a jumbo loan now, or it gets tougher when you get above 750000 to a million dollars, and it gets a little bit tricky. Um, what are you seeing in the jumbo loan market? It's coming back. The at, at one point, it was only available to the large banks, and they were really, really hard to get. You had to have a lot of 
some banks even made you have like $250,000 in their bank before you get a jumbo loan. Credit score requirements were higher. Reserve requirements are higher. All of this is coming back to what they call wholesale lenders, which is available to brokers. So we are, and we're seeing the rates come back as well. So it, the thing about jumbos right now, it's still on the threshold of being accepted by everybody. So you're going to see a lot of rate differences. So it does, it does. Uh, there's a benefit to shopping a jumbo loan. So uh, they are back. We're very happy to see that. Sounds good. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. That's Tony Mendez. He also does a show here on AM 1220 KDOW Thursdays at 6 p.m. with his partner, Gordon Hines, at BayAreaLoanSource.com. So back to me. U.S. equity market is breaking out with broad-based participation right now. Small caps doing well and cyclical stocks are doing well, despite uncertainty with the looming election next month which we've now started to dub in an event horizon where we can't see what's behind it. We continue to adapt to a more normal new economy, but it is the post-COVID economy that we're talking about, not the pre-COVID economy. The market has potential catalysts to look forward to in stimulus down the road. The economy continues to recover from the two-month pandemic lockdown-induced recession we had this spring, while the recovery remains uneven and uncertain as pandemic persists. Um, it's certainly going to play out into a little bit into next year. Joe Biden right now has a 67% chance to win on a, an election website that tends to get it more right than wrong. But last year at this time, Hillary Clinton had a 61% chance of winning, and we all see how that turned out. Some people say she won. I'm not going there. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical of valuations, but with monetary stimulus from the Federal Reserve and with potential fiscal stimulus from the United States government, it's, that's trumping the valuation case in my head. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Do you remember in the 80s there was a commercial that I think by today's standards it couldn't exist? Uh, a wife, beautiful Caucasian woman, gets her husband a work shirt, and the collar's all nice and clean or dirty. And uh, they look at it, and she has to do figure it out. And the next day, she uh, gives him a shirt with a collar, and it's all nice and clean. And she goes, "How did you do it?" And uh, ancient Chinese secret. Um, which is kind of, it was, you can't do that now. I don't think you can. Um, but that goes into, uh, you know, a myth out there, a rumor, a thought that, you know, the Chinese can't tell, they can't keep secrets. Companies like Apple and Google lose their mind that they spend all this money on a phone and get it manufactured in China and it, it leaks, Pictures of it leak, the camera leaks, the case leak, everything leaks. We know everything about a phone before the big launch. There's no ooh-ah moments if on the internet. Well, guess what just happened? The new iPhone 12s have leaked from China. The iPhone 12 mini is going to um, launch on November 13th, 14th. The iPhone 12, oh, that's going to be $699, the first one. 
and it's been 5.4 inches. The iPhone 12 is 6.1 inches. It's going to launch on October 23rd, 24th. The iPhone 12 Pro, the Pro is the thing that I want you to pay attention to here. This is Apple's new thing. MacBook Pros, AirBook Pros, AirPod Pros. Um, Pro basically means you're paying a premium, okay? That phone jumps up to $999. 128 gig storage, 256 storage, 512 storage, you make the pick. Uh, Gold, silver, graphite, blue. The colors get better the more you pay. That's going to launch October 23rd, 24 as well. Now, the iPhone 12 Pro Max, this is the mega one because you're getting two buzzwords on it, Pro and Max. You're going to be paying out the the yin-yang. Doctor, I got a problem with my yin-yang. That's priced at $1,100. So just $100 more, but you get that extra word on it. Same storage configuration. Um, A little bit better optical zoom, five times versus four times. A little bit better focal length, 65 millimeters versus 52. I don't know if people could tell the difference. Um, The colors, about the same as the Pro, but it's 6.7 inches versus 6.1 inches. So for an extra 0.6 inches and one times optical zoom, you're essentially paying an extra $100. And that's going to launch November 20th, 21st. Um, all four models will have OLED Super Retina uh, displays. All four of them will have new hardened ceramic shield glass. The new one. I don't know what that means. Um, All four are capable of shooting Dolby Vision video, offering higher dynamic range. All phones will support 5G. Okay, let's talk about this a little bit further. Uh, 5G. There's an article in Bloomberg today that says... This first phone is probably not going to be worth getting. Not because it won't be great, but because the phone companies don't have their act together. 5G is being embraced by all the phone makers this year. But the companies like AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon have yet to roll out 5G in a way that provides consistently higher data speeds or widespread coverage. If these companies do not dramatically upgrade their network soon, many consumers buying the latest iPhone will find that this year's premier feature underwhelming. So Bloomberg basically told me today, eh, wait till you hear the reviews. I don't have to be first in line. The phones, I, I can afford the cheap one. I can afford the expensive one if I want. But if I'm doing it for the 5G, they're saying don't do it. Uh, the addition of 5G will be a talking point. At Tuesday's event, phone makers, including Samsung, started rolling out phones with 5G last year. Google announced their own 5G phone last month. Apple has asked suppliers to build as many as 80 million of the new iPhones because there's going to be demand for it because of, ooh, 5G. I own, I own shares of Apple, and here I am telling you I'm going to hold off on buying the new product. Um, the watch with the e- ECG. Um, I've tried it. It's it's cool. I had three straight uh, positives that like, hey, I don't have a heartbeat that's beating irregularly. Um, I did the oxygen sensor thing, and I got three straight readings that are good. And then I'm like, what's a good reading? What's a bad reading? Around 60 is when you got pneumonia and you're dying, which would actually be good for all COVID patients to have to monitor their blood oxidation levels. It's one of the key signs that something's failing inside your lungs. And that's never a good thing. Um, So 
a big report basically saying there's no reason to rush out and get this until you get the review saying the speeds are where it's going to matter. After Apple rolled out its 4G LTE iPhone in 2012, major carriers built out their networks after the fact. Verizon is expected to announce a form of nationwide 5G as early as next week. But again, it's going to be a form of 5G. And by the time the networks get their 5G rolled out, we're going to be talking 6G, right? Because AT&T CEO last week said, that's coming. Oh, the big question on Tuesday, will there be updates to their AirPods? Will there be updates to their AirPod, HomePod? Um, it's expected to be a smaller home pod. The original released in 2016 never really grabbed market share. Meaningful. I like it. But again, I keep all my all my electronics on one system. If I could buy an Apple TV, I would. Because I know that it would work with my Apple speaker. If I could buy an Apple speaker, I would. Because I know it's going to work with my Apple Music. If I could buy Apple Music, I'm going to buy it. If it's a package with my phone, I don't care about it. Like, you see, like I like that consistency. I hate going to Best Buy. I, back in the day, I hated going to Radio Shack and saying, hey, I need a, I got a Samsung TV and I got a, a Betamax done by a Sony. I can't get them to work together. And there's there's a fix for it, but you got to like figure it out and get the right cord and get the right workaround. You get old enough where you're like, just make it simple. Shouldn't always have to be work. And that's what I say about relationships. If it's always work, you're doing something wrong. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show or newfocusfinancial.com.